James Bond is like Coca-Cola, which is why for him, this is no time to die. Hi, this is Dan Silvestri. And Tom Pizzotto. Of SpyMovieNavigator.com. Thanks for joining us in Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. With no time to die on the horizon, there is lots of speculation about whether James Bond will survive this mission and whether Nomi, Lashana Lynch's character, will indeed take over the 007 moniker and become the 00 agent in future films. Rumor and speculations have been flying worldwide since Ian Productions started filming. But as we know, anything can happen. First of all, let's look at Nomi. Now, Nomi, I, I think it's a variation of Naomi. You can look it up. There's lots of different variations. But Nomi is a name of, uh, from Hebrew-Japanese origin, and it means beautiful, pleasant, delightful. Well, that's a great name for a front and center double O agent's intro here for Lashana Lynch. And from no time, the No Time to Die trailer, Lashana Lynch is all of that, and tough yeah like i said on our other podcast that i didn't know her body of work but man she looks like she's gonna be good in this yeah i mean in the trailer when she looks at his other knee and yeah. says the one that works yeah it's like when well, she's gonna shoot him in the knee if he yep. doesn't stay in his lane it's like okay she's tough but know me I, if you listen you'll say it slowly know me how can you say it slowly there's two <laughs> two, it's syllables. two syllables <laughs> know me or know me me like know me meaning hey maybe her role will be short-lived will she survive this mission but these are you know we're all speculations based on wordplay but uh the you know we're all wondering whether bond will survive but there's a couple other things really here now i don't know if the screenwriters are into numerology i, I don't know but I tried to find out, and I couldn't find out. I, I did research this, and there, there wasn't anything that said, yeah, they're in the numerology. However, however, if you if you look into this a little bit, know me, <laughs> numerology is eight. And that means power. It's the ability. I, I looked this up. It's great stuff. It's great or marked ability to do, act, or accomplish something it's a possession of control or command over others authority uh, does this fit Nomi in this movie so far yeah and the second big thing here is sacrifice surrender or destruction of something prized for the sake of a higher claim so well, there's a lot of interesting things here right is she going to sacrifice her life or is she going to sacrifice Bond's life for a higher claim a higher authority a higher goal yeah, this there's some good stuff in here yeah see now actually i got scared when i heard her name was nomi because yeah. there's there's only one other movie character that i've been able to find and that wasn't in an asian cartoon and that was elizabeth berkeley's character in what my opinion was a horrible film called showgirls okay and her character was nomi and it whether it was her interpretation, the director's interpretation, yeah. or whatever, huh. but just a nasty character that you really didn't want to see anymore. So let's, in my opinion, let's just hope that the Nomi in No Time to Die is much better than the Nomi in Showgirls. <laughs> all right, all right, she's going to be tough. We know that for sure. Yeah, from the from the trailer, she she was terrific in the trailer, and you know I don't know a lot about all her stuff she did before. In the trailer, she was good. But there's always something in names. And writers are good at this kind of stuff. That's why the Hemingway references, 
in license to kill and what we thought with the bell in the trailer yeah with for whom the bell tolls which i think we're right on uh <laughs> we'll find out in april dan but all these names like paloma i looked paloma well what does paloma mean it means dove which right. is a symbol of peace so wow uh, is she going to have a character role in this film that's going to be more like on Bond's side or what? Well, we don't know. We but, don't know. But these people think of this stuff. Like we're thinking of this stuff. I'm not saying we could be writers. <laughs> Speculation is <laughs> but, wonderful. Yeah. yeah, we're, yeah. we're diving deep now. Because we're always and right you in could speculation. Be absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. If we, if we speculate enough, things will probably be right with at least one of them. Yeah, we say enough stuff. But anyway, let's get back to Bond here. And oh, why, that's right. We're talking and, about Bond. And why he's going to survive this mission. Well, how's he like Coca-Cola? You said that in the, in the header. Uh, he's like he's like Coca-Cola. I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? James Bond is like Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't mean he's bubbly and effervescent. <laughs> yeah, that's not that wouldn't describe no, his personality. That's, that's not what we're talking about. The Coke formula was a secret. No one person knew the entire coca-cola formula for for a hundred years so i don't think anybody knows it still it's locked in a safe and right. people know pieces of it and then right. they know they're put their pieces together and they make the stuff there was another colombo just on that too <laughs> i keep <laughs> going back colombo to that guy. show yeah so it, it, it's kind of cool so it's locked in a vault so in 1963 the maverick and creative genius of this guy alan maxwell potash I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, he launched the Pepsi Generation concept. And the Pepsi Generation... I really say was, that worked out well. The, it was the first really major advertising campaign to associate a product with a lifestyle rather than features. Like, oh, it's got this feature, that feature, this is why you should buy it. No, it's associating it with a lifestyle. So they had commercials showing young people skiing or having fun on the beaches and again, it was a lifestyle they were connecting to, and not not the product features. Right. I'm not I'm not selling my product. I'm selling you drink my product. Yeah. This is you're going to live this like is your this. lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. you're going to live like this. This made Pepsi a strong competitor to Coca-Cola. So there's a great article, and you can read the article. It's called "Creative Father of the Pepsi Generation Turned a Lifestyle into a Selling Point." And it's by Betty McKay, Betsy McKay, and it was updated on August 4, 2007, in the Wall Street Journal. So. It's a great article. Yeah, actually, there, that article was actually almost an obituary because it came out right after he died. He actually died while they were filming a commercial, a Pepsi commercial. But, man, that guy was so good. He was good. a genius. Yeah, it was, it was just so good. Yeah. Now, we'll have a link to this in the show on the show notes. Yes. We'll have a link to that article. Yeah. So here you see a, a, a product marketing campaign against a major competitor, Coca-Cola, based on associating its product with the younger generation and it pigeonholed Coca-Cola as the has-been product for the older generation. I mean, it was brilliant. They never said that, never had to, but it worked brilliantly. And they had slogans like, you've got a lot to live, Pepsi's got a lot to give. I mean, just brilliant stuff. Coke fought back in the 70s with its own I'd like to buy the world of Coke campaign, which was a, a huge hit. And my daughter, who's in advertising, she's a copywriter for advertising. She actually met the guy who wrote that campaign. He's in Chicago. It's like yeah, Bill Baker. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, holy God, that's pretty cool. He actually created the campaign, but Billy Davis and Roger Cook actually wrote that song. Yeah. But Coke, nonetheless, was still feeling the their, their market share slipping. And Well, actually, you know what? One thing with that, 
that you, you talked about the fact that they didn't say Coke was the older generation. They kind of implied that. Yeah. And then you fast forward to the 1990s where you had the Apple versus uh, the, the Mac versus the PC commercials. Oh, yeah, yeah. Similar. Well, but that wasn't. This is, I mean, that was like in your face. Yeah, yeah. Here's the new stuff versus here's the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where here, this was a lot more subtle, and I subtle. think, and I and I actually like that approach better. Yeah, it was subtle until one thing. It was, and I'll tell you now. In 1985, uh, by, uh, this, this is the year Coke changed its formula. Oh yeah, that, if that, you remember, that was a good idea. Yeah, and people don't remember that if you're too young to remember that Coca-Cola decided because the Pepsi generation was eating into their market share, they had to do something. The new Coke. And they they came up with the new Coke and they they come up with a new formula that yeah. they were going to Brilliant put out there idea. to compete now with Pepsi in a better way. Well, so this is 1985. In 1985, Pepsi's ad. Now this this is in your face. Pepsi had an ad attacking Coca-Cola as a relic. And so you can picture this. It's an archaeologist somewhere in hundreds of years. Oh, I remember that commercial. Yeah. And he's digging up something, and it's a Coke bottle. Yeah. And he's, like, quizzically looking at it, like, what the hell could this be? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay. Pepsi, that was a brilliant ad, That was good. So now now you got Coke cornered in a a corner. He's like, "Ah, you got to do something. So they come up with their new formula. And well, I mean, by the way, that ad won all kinds of awards. Because yeah, it did. <laughs> it was spectacular. You know, you look it up; you can find it on YouTube. I'm sure. Great ad. So anyway, so what does this have? Yeah, to do? Dan, I was going to ask you what <laughs> you're talking all about soda. You know what we call soda here, right? You know, Coke, Pepsi. I thought we were titled to something about James Bond and No Time to Die. Where the hell are you going with this? By the way, I do like Coke better than Pepsi, I have to say. Oh, there goes our advertising with Pepsi. Yeah. But Coke, come on board. Uh, Yeah, what does this have to do with Bond and No Time to Die? Uh, There's a connection here, really. (laughs) I'm waiting to hear it. All right. 1985, Coca-Cola was feeling the heat of Pepsi, as we said, and announced the change in their almost 100-year-old formula. Why? To compete better against Pepsi and other brands and to become more responsive to the world, to the market, to the new generation, to the new way of doing things. You're still talking about Coke and Pepsi. Pepsi. Well, <laughs> you got to get the bond at some we're point. We're getting there. Pepsi made Coke a relic, an out-of-touch with reality dinosaur. Now, we've heard dinosaur referred to Bond, you're a, you're a misogynist dinosaur. Yeah, okay. Whatever M said, right? Yeah. All right. So, all right. There's a little connection. There's a little. It's connection. getting. It's going to get bigger. I hope there's more. <laughs> Coke was still number one, but Pepsi was eating into their market share, and yeah, that wasn't good for Coke. I think they were drinking into their market share, not eating into their market so, share. So, <laughs> so they changed their formula. Brilliant idea. Mistake, right? Thirteen percent of soda drinkers like the new formula epic implosion for coke pepsi jumped all over coke in commercials consumers protested and wanted the old coke back and less than three months later coca-cola announced they were bringing back the old formula as coke classic was this a colossal failure on coca-cola company's part i mean clearly they spent millions and millions of dollars on this new coke yeah campaign and and formula and they, but they got a lot of press, right? They got tremendous millions and millions of dollars worth of press out of this. And when they brought back the old formula, uh, because screamer, consumers were screaming for the old formula again, 
that was big news. Are you ever going to tie this into Bond? <laughs> well, Ian Productions. Okay, there you get that Bond connection there? Ian yeah, Productions. Okay, I know they have something to do with Bond. <laughs> They're looking at the landscape of the world today with the Me Too movement, the focus on the power and leadership of young ah, girls. I see where you're going. Yeah, and other focuses on advancing women's causes and Ian deciding not to call Bond girls Bond girls anymore, but Bond women and so on. All of this is now connected. Why? To be altruistic? Eh, probably not. They, they, they weren't doing all this to be altruistic. I think they were thinking, well, the, the market is responding in a certain way like, the Pepsi and Coke markets responded. Mission Impossible's getting better numbers over the yeah, last Yeah, yeah. We're, we're yeah. feeling the heat. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're, we still have this Bond guy who was a womanizer and blah, blah, blah. They're thinking all this, right? So they want to capture, I think, that part of the market that they want to broaden the interest in their base, not to just men who love Bond movies, but you know, expand it to the millennials and the younger generation to women and so on. Yeah, Dave Holcomb talked a little bit about that on the podcast we did on exactly. his book, His World Never Dies. Yeah, and so other filmmakers, they have women spies front and center. Atomic Blonde, Salt, Charlie's Angels, Spy. Anna. Yeah, Anna, yeah. Red Sparrow. Yep. Go, it goes on and on and on. Even the man from UNCLE had a lead uh, woman spy. Yep. And where's Well, Bond? look at Get Smart. You had a, you yeah. Know, Agent, what was it? 99. Yeah. Yeah, and, and some of these movies, they were making money. So they are all trying to capitalize on highlighting women in these lead roles. Ian Productions wants to tap into what is happening today in the real world and not be the Coca-Cola bottle found and examined <laughs> quizzically a few hundred years from now. How's we that? finally got yeah. the bottle right. in Coke. <laughs> so they're changing the formula. Yeah, Ian Productions is changing the formula. Okay, I'll be it after 58 years or so, not 100 like Coke, but they're doing it. So, have Ian Productions taken the 1985 version of Coke as a model? Will they truly change the formula in this movie, No Time to Die? Let's hope they learned. Again, lots of rumors are flying. The beginning of the filming of Bond 25, now entitled No Time to Die, of course. Rumors that, what, Lashana Lynch as Nomi would be introduced as 007. Remember that rumor? Oh, yeah, the door opens after M says, where's 007? And in comes Lashana Lynch. That was the rumors in the beginning when yeah, they announced they, Bond And 25. then they, they changed directors because Bond was supposed to die. Yeah, yeah. Well, who, yeah. Right. Who knows? Uh, Bond would die. That was, the, yeah, the, the other big rumor. And even with the first official trailer out, Nomi, is, she's acknowledged as a double O agent. But they never say in the trailer. They say, no, what's after the double O? <laughs> they never say double yeah. O seven yeah. in the trailer. They might still do that in the movie. But we don't know. But but like Coca-Cola. April's got to get here soon. There's a, Yeah, I know. Uh, like Coke, there's a lot of hype and lots of attention being paid to Bond and No Time to Die right now. And here, we're talking about it again. So the formula concept here is the same. They're looking at how to change change the formula. Maybe they'll change the formula. We think Ian Productions wants to change the formula. Now, even if you look back at Ian Fleming, when he wrote The Spy Who Loved Me, he was changing the formula. And in that particular novel, it, it's really Bond doesn't appear till about the middle of, of the of the manuscript. And it's this woman, Vivienne Michel, who's telling the story. 
okay, it was not well received by the public. And Fleming again there was trying to change the formula. And in, in his next novel the next year, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, Bond is mentioned right on the first page and he's back to the old formula. And in reality, when Ian Productions did the Spy Who Left Me movie, it was there was nothing based on that novel that Fleming actually wrote other than the title. So what does Ian Productions want to do? Well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, even Ian Fleming tried to kill off Bond yes. in From Russia From With Russia Love, Russia right? Love. I mean, when they end that book... He's actually poisoned. poisoned, potentially dying. Yeah, because you know, yeah, he wanted to get rid of them. Much like uh, yeah. Sir like Arthur Conan Holmes, Doyle yeah. and Holmes. Yeah, he wanted to get rid of them. So, okay, so what's going to happen? Well, we're Coke, not we're not sure, Dan. What's Coke, Coke and Ian wants to change the formula. Okay, it didn't work out exactly for Coke or for Ian Fleming when he wrote The Spy Who Loved Me, and quite frankly. I don't think it would work out for Ian, but they're they're toying with this idea right now. This movie is the Coke formula, and this is what they're thinking. And now what? Coca-Cola realized that Coca-Cola belongs to the consumers, not the company, meaning that they felt the consumer reaction and flat sales when they came out with their new Coke, and Coke changed back quickly like in 10 weeks well ian productions can't do that no they well <laughs> they, they can't change in 10 weeks they could it change, takes them five years they to could put a change movie within out. the production of the movie which i think they did that's my guess this is my all guess right. all right so what will Ian productions do is all this hype a publicity stunt i mean it could be which would be great for them because it's been five years for, yeah. for coming out with a movie getting all of us to talk about bond the hype up to hype up the No Time to Die so that it's a box office smash and help a franchise that, like I said, hasn't put a movie out in five years, which is a freaking long time. It's a long time. For, to be waiting. Maybe. Or maybe they really wanted to change the formula. And, they, and, they run, and they're running up against Mission Impossible, which in 2021 and then again in 2022 yes, are going to be releasing movies. I mean, putting heat on them. And five years, you're changing all this stuff. And they've and, already announced that, putting yeah. putting Bond in a corner again. Yeah, like, and and if it takes them another five years to react to whatever happens yeah. from this one, yeah, what happens to the franchise? I know. So there you have it. Coke got a lot of backlash from its consumers when they changed the formula. And based on all the rumors in the beginning of Bond 25 when it was being announced... Uh, Ian got a lot of backlash based on the rumors. That fans saying that Bond is Bond. 007 is Bond. Tons of podcasts, YouTube videos, articles, almost daily about this stuff. Well, and look at your history. Fleming was going to kill off Bond at the end of From Rush With Love. Yeah. He doesn't do it, and his next two books were Dr. No and Goldfinger. Yeah. right. If he hadn't written those books, because the first movie was Dr. No. Right. What would have happened? Yeah, we probably wouldn't have had any movies. Right. It would have been the end of that. So, what will Ian do? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe, and I think this might be true based on all of this conjecture and the Coke analogy. I think it's <laughs> based on conjecture. I think it's true. 
Okay. <laughs> maybe, based on the Coke analogy, maybe we see Bond dying at the end of this film, like from Russia oh, with dying Love. Like it. Okay, so not dead. But, not dead. Yeah, I got you. But dying. Leave us at the cliffhanger. And what does that do? It gives Ian production another two years, three years, five years, whatever it takes for them to come up with another movie to decide what they're going to really do. Okay, well, that better not be like a Who Shot JR in Dallas, right? <laughs> that TV show. Don't give us that cliffhanger and wait another whatever. Yeah, uh, we, do, we talk a little bit about this in our, in our No Time to Die trailer discussion. But so maybe Nomi is introduced as 007 after all. Bond is retired. The implication is he's old. I mean, in this trailer, right? The they, they go out of the way. Almost. He's younger than I am. Don't call him old. I know, but uh, they go out of the way to make you know, kind of look like he's yeah. been gone a while. Yeah. And well, in that shot when he, you know, he really looked old when he's talking to that guy who's like Bond, James Bond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, I, uh, that I thought was a brilliant way of yeah getting that line in. Yep. Right. In a different way, and I think JBR guys talk about this stuff too, yeah. uh, which we love. We love those guys. But there's there's an, another thing. What's going to happen there? Well, maybe she's going to be introduced as that. He's kind of retired. He's old. I mean, they're kind of making that implication in this thing. He's been gone maybe five years, like the whole time. Well, I mean, we're Skyfall kind of gave you that feel, and then you yeah. Know. So, but I think they're going to have a problem though. I mean, so even in this trailer, she's telling him the world has changed, Commander Pond. Yeah. Right. Stay in your lane. She's telling him. So in other words, okay, but my, my problem is this. If he survives, assuming he does, and he's going to survive, I mean, <laughs> based on the Coca-Cola formula, we know that. <laughs> we don't know any, we won't know till April, Dan. How do they bring back an old bond? This is what, this is my problem. They painted themselves in a little corner here with him being old. They can't reboot again. That That would be crazy, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know. Every, every time you get a new actor, there seems to be some kind of, well, well, I guess Lazenby really wasn't a, really, really a reboot. No, but, Lazenby wasn't a reboot. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan wasn't really a reboot. Yeah. Roger Moore wasn't really a reboot. Daniel Craig Casino Royale was well, a reboot. That was a total reboot. I mean, they went back to book one. But now you got five stories kind of connected here. They're all right. connected, his five movies. Right. So now they're saying, yeah, you're old, you're retired, you're whatever. Now what? Yeah, he survives this movie. We've got to start with somebody new and a totally different. Direction. So this is why the, this is the conundrum. They're they're thinking in the beginning, yeah, yeah, maybe he dies in this movie, and we we bring up Lashana Lynch as the new 007, and we have a woman spy, and now they're they're in this corner. Oh, geez, now we're gonna have him survive because the the feedback is not good, or whatever. And but now he's old. Now what do you do? It's a problem. Well, and you've got a whole industry with James Bond this, James Bond that. Yeah. All talking about your product, and you change it? Yeah. I, he, number one, he's got to survive. Number two, they have to wrestle with this problem. Yeah, with, this is a tough one for him. Now you're bringing him back, and he's older. If you would have just said he's retired because he was sick of it, tired of it, tired right. of that lifestyle, okay, that's good. You're going out of your way in the trailer even to make him look like he's been gone a while. Nobody even knows who he is anymore. Uh, he's Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, it's 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 a problem. Houston, they have a problem. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, anyway, we think this with a seven billion dollar company at stake, which is about what they've grossed in their movies so far. About four billion of that was Daniel Craig's movies. Right. Uh, they'd be wrong if they don't do what Coke did. 
play around with the formula, but in the end, keep the old one. Yeah, but Coke released the new formula yeah. and got rid of the old formula. Yeah. But they were able to react quickly yeah. where Eon can't. Yeah. I mean, really, if if they if they change the formula in this movie and they go with the LaShawn Lynch 007 thing, they may find out that 13% of spy movie fans like the new formula. <laughs> like the Coke fans didn't didn't like. Uh, well, it's going to be really interesting in general for spy movies because the two biggest ones are at a point where their chief spy guy yeah. is old. Yeah, you've got Ethan Hunt, and I think that's why they're doing two for Mission Impossible to do a handoff. Yes, and that'll be interesting to see yeah. what they do. Yeah, because whether they come up with another Ethan Hunt or whether it's Ethan Hunt now running the whole thing like. Like yeah, Phelps they, did, and, but they ha- they have yeah. the benefit of what happened in the TV show where the teams changed over. Yes, and they can continue that model. They easier. can literally do whatever they want. Yeah, with Mission Impossible, they can make Bond's it easier. a little tougher. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is the key. So, but we think he will not only survive into a Beyond Craig as Bond film with another male lead, but he'll survive for many decades to come. So. I don't think any of us should worry that the formula is going to be changed so much like Coke did it that we're in trouble. We just spent 20 minutes talking about how we're worried about that, Dan. Bond (laughs) will survive. (laughs) Classic Coke, classic Bond. So thanks for joining us as we continue cracking the code of spy movies. This is Tom Pizzotto. And Dan Silvestri. From SpyMovieNavigator.com. Spy movie podcast, videos, discussions, and more. Please subscribe to our show through your favorite podcast app. Or send us a voice message from SpyMovieNavigator.com. <laughs> <laughs>